You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 64. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined over Discord by the Nintendo aficionado, Roro. What is up, Roro? I am doing great. Hyped for Cyberpunk, of course, and yes. everything that we're going to be talking about today. Very excited. Yes, we have a filled show today. Uh, thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube. Just search Podcast PXN and you will find us on there. The topic of the show this week, Roro, is our Game Awards predictions. But first, the show always starts with the PXN News of the Week, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Roro, the first item on the PXN News of the Week. Halo Infinite has a fall 2021 release date and a lot of info being shown uh, with some screenshots as well. First, the release date, fall of 2021. Microsoft actually, I I am surprised actually that they are giving them a year. So essentially a year delay uh, from when it was originally supposed to come out. You have to give Microsoft props in this situation. They recognize that the game was not ready and 343 is telling them the game's not ready and they need more time. And Microsoft saying, take another year like that. That was the most shocking thing out of this, I think. Uh, is that shocking to you uh, to see that? Yeah, it was it was shocking to me to see that it was, like you said, pushed literally a year delay. Fall 2021 is a long time to wait for um a Halo game, especially with the new release of their consoles, I'm sure, again, they want it, as, want it out more than any of us do because it'll sell consoles. Obviously, it'll sell gangbusters as well, the game itself. But yeah, it's a, it's good on them for pushing the delay. At, at the end of the day, we're going to get a better game. And yeah, it's 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 definitely sad that we're going to have to wait this long for it. But it's it's the responsible thing to do to not just push it out and give us a half half of a game when we could get the better experience and give them the time that they that they need to finish it up yeah for sure i completely agree and uh they had a ton of stuff in this blog post i i definitely recommend people to go read the blog post on 343's uh website because they have a ton of stuff in there uh i wouldn't be able to cover that any anywhere close to that in here uh I did Roro make a video last night on my personal channel that was almost 30 minutes long. So I uploaded that last night. If you really want to check that out, you can find me. You can find it out there. But uh, yes, there's so much there. A couple of the highlights, though. I thought it was very interesting, the things that Joseph Staten was saying. So Joseph Staten, obviously former uh, lead writer for the Halo series at Bungie uh, for Halo 1, 2, 3, ODST, and Reach. 
uh, he had rejoined 343 in September uh, to essentially finish out the campaign, uh, to help the campaign team see their finish line, so to speak. Um, and he puts in the blog post, I joined 343 right as the team was wrestling with feedback from the July campaign demo. This discussion boiled down to one fundamental truth. We needed more time to do things right. That included pushing hard in the fall, giving the team time to recharge over the holidays, and then coming back in January to finish the game at a healthy pace. Because Halo Infinite in the fall of 2021 is just the beginning of the adventure. So, obviously, clearly he's just saying the game needed a lot more time and they don't want to be put in a situation where they have uh, all this crunch situation like what cyberpunk has has experienced themselves um and i think they're trying to alleviate that by doing this um so i i think that's very interesting and then at the end of the blog post he actually put something uh very interesting as well which got me very excited he says my first week on the job i played the entire infinite campaign twice i was in a word stunned in the best possible way by what the team had done infinite is by far the most expansive and vertical halo world ever why did the team do this because they understand that wonder and freedom are key to the halo experience my god <laughs> he said that <laughs> if that uh, doesn't get you moved. Oh, I was so jealous when I, I read it when I read that. I was like, <laughs> I need this. But Twice. yeah, bro, yeah. there's a ton of cool uh, screenshots in here as well for people to check out. It looks so good. Yeah. The oh. armor looks really cool. Yes. Yes, it for does. The multiplayer stuff looks awesome. Yes. Yeah. I, it, and yeah, just the visual stuff from the campaign demo to this already looks so much better mm -hmm. like the they showed a multiplayer map that the environment environment looks really detailed and really good. Um, so yes, I'm very, very excited for this. So, all right, I'll stop with my halo rant. I, I know I'm excited, <laughs> but, uh, continuing on the halo train though, uh, <laughs> halo, uh, is actually getting some items in Fortnite. Uh, and this is coming by way of a leak that came out last week, and that includes Master Chief as a skin, as well as uh, there's a pelican uh, for like your umbrella or whatever, uh, gravity hammer as your axe, and uh, other things as well. But uh, I thought this was very interesting because we literally were just talking about this uh, two weeks ago or last week, I can remember about having Kratos, Master Chief, and Samus all all teamed up, and <laughs> now we have two of the three, or soon to have Master Chief that hasn't been officially announced yet. But I don't know what's happening, Roro. Yeah, this is this is so cool. After the Kratos event, I believe uh, a lot of people noticed that the. The name of the set that Kratos was from was called Video Game Legends, which makes you assume that there's more to come in the Video Games Legend skin set for Fortnite. So Kratos was obviously one of them, but who else is there? Obviously, there's Master Chief now, but I hope they don't stop there and they include Nintendo in all of this. And as you were saying, we have speculated that Samus is the third person or the the one from Nintendo that might join the, the trio of uh, Video Game Legends for this set. I think this is really cool. Um, hopefully Nintendo is okay with it because I feel like they're the ones who 
might be the 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 ones that are a little weird about this. They yeah. kind of march to the beat of their own drum in these kind of situations. But I'm hopeful. I, I think they will want to be a part of something like this. I can't imagine why they would not want to be. But uh, yeah, I think this is really cool. I can't wait for Master Chief to be <laughs> in this game. It's going to be really cool. Yeah, it's Fortnite's going to steal a bunch of money from me for this because yes. <laughs> I mean, anything Halo, I have to get it. I mean, I have no choice. Uh, <laughs> moving on, Roro. Uh, sea of Thieves is introducing a battle pass and season schedule in 2021. Uh, I thought this was kind of interesting because uh, what Rare has been doing the last couple of years uh, since Sea of Thieves came out is they've had pretty consistent monthly updates where they release pretty substantial content. They have uh, the big releases that come like every few months, like three to four months, but then they have other stuff coming on a monthly basis. So essentially they're just like, I guess, remarketing that as seasons, I think, uh, to kind of formalize them doing that ongoing support. Because uh, obviously Rare has done a really, really good job with keep, keep on creating content for Sea of Thieves and it's such a different game now than when it was released, Roro. It's so, so insanely different. It's crazy how much content they've added. And obviously, I think this makes sense for a online connected game such as Sea of Thieves. Um, what, are you, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I think it's good. Uh, I have not a lot of experience with Sea of Thieves uh, that much at all, actually. I haven't I haven't been uh ever but i think this is good obviously a battle pass to that uh that gives you more rewards and stuff like that is fantastic for the players that are super invested unlike myself <laughs> but uh yeah i just hopefully it, it it works out and it's not a predatory sort of system like sometimes these battle passes are very uh hit or miss with the fans but hopefully this is a hit <laughs> yes yeah uh- like you i haven't played this in a long time like it's changed quite a bit since i've last played it so uh i keep telling myself one day i'm gonna go back to it and experience all this new content but i just never do it there's not enough time i don't know yeah so many so many more new games that are coming out with their own battle passes that you know have got us kind of fucked fortnite for crying out loud is doing great with their seasons and stuff and i'm looking at you master chief collection pulls me back in every season Uh, (laughs) moving (laughs) moving on from there uh some a little bit of dire news here uh casey hudson and mark dara are leaving bioware so if you don't know these two guys are kind of big names in uh bioware's you know history in terms of mass effect more specifically um so I don't know how this is going to impact Bioware. Obviously, Casey Hudson had come back to be the head of Bioware, and he's not really been in the role that long. He's only been there a couple years, I think, at most. Um, So I think it's interesting that he's already leaving, and it seems like it's a a culture problem within the uh, studio. So like the uh, people underneath him essentially wanted a change is what it sounds like um which is very interesting uh maybe he wasn't you know fit for that role or or whatnot but uh it is going to be interesting to see how this impacts mass effect moving forward because obviously they announced a new game and what what else uh happens with bioware um 
I don't know. What, what, how do you think this impacts Bioware? Um, hopefully for, for the better. Like, yeah. like you were saying, if the people there were saying that they want to change and if Casey is, is one of the changes that they, Casey leaving is one of the changes that they wanted, I guess that hopefully this helps them in the, in the long run. But right now it doesn't look, <laughs> doesn't look good. Uh, Bioware has been, on a kind of a losing streak ever since Andromeda. Yeah. And and then Anthem, of course. So here's hoping that they can turn things around with the trilogy. Obviously, that's going to be fine. Everybody loves those games. It's just going to be a re-release of some some of the good old days, I guess. And then we can only hope what's going to happen with uh, their next Mass Effect game is going to be good and this change is going to be good for them. But yeah. at the moment, it doesn't look too good over there especially with anthem still we're still waiting on that that re-release and that update of that game that they said they're going to do going to revamp the anthem yeah so hopefully that that comes and it's good because fans i'm sure want to see Bi- bioware uh winning again because mm-hmm. yes yeah, again hasn't been good in the past couple of years yeah beloved ip and people want to see more of it so yeah yeah uh roro in case people didn't know we read out the comments live in the chat so uh we're gonna go ahead and shout out zach win who has actually used his correct name for once hello pxn a great friend of mine waxen introduced me to this channel and i must say this is the greatest podcast of all time thank you zach i appreciate that uh roro i i can't believe we actually have people watching that actually use their correct names now that's unbelievable (laughs) So, uh, it really not rusty gaming says what up PXN. What's up, Elliot? Thank you for joining us. Uh, moving on Roro to more Bioware news. Uh, Dragon age is returning to the game awards. Uh, they were obviously officially announced this along, uh, what two years ago now, I think at the game awards and now it's back. Uh, apparently they're going to show something. Uh, do we think that they're going to show gameplay here? Roro? Um, I don't think so. I think it's going to be like a CGI sort of thing. I remember the last time that they teased anything, it was like concept art, wasn't it? Was yeah. It like, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how far along they are to be showing gameplay yet. That would be great. Of course, that would be wonderful. Yeah. Um, if it is gameplay, it's probably going to be one of those in the bottom. It says still in development or early alpha stage or something like that in the corners where it's like not really gameplay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So if they do show gameplay, it's definitely going to be very, very early on stuff, I think. Yeah, I I agree with you. I don't know that they'll show gameplay, but I think they might show like in-engine stuff because I think yeah. we did get like one image that was like an in-engine uh, uh, depiction or whatever of a certain area. I think we may get like in-engine stuff, but not. I don't think we'll see like live gameplay or anything like that. So I agree <laughs> with you. Um, moving on, Roro, Glenn Schofield, who, if you don't know, Glenn is one of the original founders for Visceral Games, um, and Visceral Games made Dead Space for reference there. Uh, Mm -hmm. yes, um, he has, and actually he 
obviously went on to uh, build Sledgehammer games, uh, which worked on Call of Duty and still works on Call of Duty. But he had left there a a couple years ago to create his new studio, which is Striking Distance Studios. And they are announcing their game already at the Game Awards, which, man, that's a quick turnaround. He's already got a a game ready to show. Um, Yeah. I have I have some ideas for what I think this might be, uh, and that'll be in my predictions when we get to that point down below. Um, but it is very exciting to see like brand new indie developers kind of already making a, a mark, like just two years into them forming this brand new studio. They already have something to show. Like that's super cool, um, and I think that's kind of a testament to where we are right now as an industry that. Like you can just pick up Unreal Engine and you're good to go. You don't have to do anything crazy. So, yeah. Are are you excited about this Roro? Like, are you a big fan of Dead Space or? Uh, as I I may have said before, I am a scaredy cat when it comes to yes. horror games. I forgot. Yes. Um, I've been interested in Dead Space though. I've never picked it up because again, scaredy cat. But I always loved watching like gameplay videos of it when I was in high school. I watched a couple of stuff. I always thought Isaac's armor was just the most badass thing ever. <laughs> I loved his like spacesuit. I, I love that. So I'm, I'm a fan from a distance. I, I'm sure I would love the game if I actually picked it up and, and tried it. I'm becoming more brave. I played Layers of Fear recently, not to, you know, toot my own horn. <laughs> so I'm, I'm starting to play some horror games here and there. So maybe I, I pick up uh, Dead Space. So I'm, I'm definitely excited for what he has to come next because I know that people are huge fans of Dead Space. That's a pretty uh, beloved franchise. I don't know how people feel about 3. I think that was a little yeah, not so beloved. But the, the first two people really liked, I know that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure people are excited to see what he's got cooking. I think as they go on as well, Roro, I think you'll be more inclined to play them because the first game is like very scary and very close quarters. And then two is like a little more actiony, but still scary. And then three is just like basically an action game. So, okay. yeah. so maybe I'll like I'll like the third one better and yeah. then it'll go the other way around for me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, moving on, uh, Neil Druckmann apparently has been promoted to co-president for Naughty Dog. Uh, he joins Evan Wells, who was already, uh, president of Naughty Dog. So, uh, obviously I think this is a situation where Neil Druckmann is just like such a big talent that Naughty Dog doesn't want to lose him. Like if he were to all of a sudden say, Hey, I want to just go do my own thing. Uh, this is kind of incentivizing him to stay, uh, by making him co-president. So definitely makes a lot of sense. Uh, obviously Neil, uh, headed up, uh, uncharted four and last of us and last of us two. Um, so obviously he has a ton of credence to his name and he helped obviously with three uncharted three, two and one as well. But, um, the, the other ones were kind of his baby, so to speak. So, um, obviously this is good news to keep Neil Druckmann around and, uh, I will try to forgo my uh, my upset anger at Neil Druckmann for doing something specific in The Last of Us Part Two that I can't talk about. Yes, <laughs> I think this is awesome, awesome news. Uh, I love Neil Druckmann as a like creative lead. He's been at Naughty Dog for a super long time, and it's funny to think that he like started as a programmer yeah. on I think Jack or something, Jack Three, something like that. But 
now he's like the co he's the president of the company that he he was working for so i think that's mm-hmm. really awesome origin story for him climbing up the ladder that's awesome yeah and yeah i i just i'm excited to see what naughty doug does next especially with him him at the uh the co-president seat very exciting for me absolutely can't wait to see what they do next uncharted yes. 5 no maybe oh my gosh. i don't know <laughs> although they did say they were done with uncharted so i don't know <laughs> i'm not sure no, i want them to continue uncharted <laughs> I, I do too i do too yeah. there's so many uh, there's so many things they could do after the ending of uncharted yeah. 4 as well absolutely yeah so uh moving on roro forza horizon 4 is getting a new game mode called super 7 which looks exciting uh i I loved forza horizon 4 when it came out uh 2018 i absolutely adored that game i love the horizon games uh more so than motorsport because i'm not a big simulation racing guy but uh i love the open world stuff this is this just looks super cool and crazy like they're adding tools where you can create custom content and like you can uh, add in like dinosaurs and like half pipes and like all kinds of crazy things to like drive through these obstacle courses or whatever you want to make. And it just looks so much fun uh, based on the trailer they showed. Uh, So I'm excited for that. And also cyberpunk uh, has a car that is coming to Forza Horizon Four. at least that's what we're thinking because uh, Playground Games tweeted out someone who had uh, tweeted about that that and said they said basically said that uh, they need to watch the game awards. So sounds like we're gonna get some kind of cyberpunk tie-in with Forza Horizon Four uh, announced tomorrow at the game awards. Uh, I don't know. Does this excite you, Roro? I know you you don't have an <laughs> Xbox, you have a PC, but I mean I don't know. It's in, I just thought it was interesting. <laughs> It is. It is cool. I think it's awesome. I, the The trailer for Super Seven uh, kind of reminded me of like GTA Online, the crazy uh, tracks that people would make for online. That's what it kind of reminded me of. It looks fun. Definitely looks fun. And I, 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 I haven't picked up a Forza game. I, I think I played Motorsport a little bit on Game Pass. I think I think both of them are available on Game Pass. But I think I played Motorsport, and I liked it. I did like it. It just I just didn't, never stuck stuck with it, and this is definitely a, a mode that I would like to try out. And with them doing a little tie-in with Cyberpunk, I think is really exciting because one of the things that I've heard about Cyberpunk is the crazy options you have with the vehicles and how they there's so many they all feel different. And just having more options is going to be great, especially from a company that specializes in making cool cars. So I'm excited to see what what they have uh, to announce for Cyberpunk for sure, especially with us being able to dive right in literally later today. Yes, absolutely. Very cool. And speaking of Cyberpunk, Roro, great transition there. Uh, (laughs) Cyberpunk reviews have started rolling in, and uh, it is getting very good reviews. There has been uh, a couple outlets that have uh, criticized certain things and uh, gave a lesser review score, which totally get their points, and they had valid points in there. But I think overwhelmingly uh, this game has been positive, positively reviewed. I think there's a, a few weird things going on with this game where they were making reviewers review on PC and there was a lot of questions about console and how that's going to be you know, displayed. Is it going to be a good port to the console? Um, there's still questions there. I'm not sure. Uh, 
I've only played a tiny bit of it uh, just before the show, so I can't really uh, test any of that yet. But uh, yeah, uh, I think that's definitely concerning all of that stuff. But the the overall feeling about this game is the world, the characters, the story, all of that stuff is amazing, uh, just as people expected it to be. Um, I think there's people that have concerns with bugs. There's quite a few bugs that people have been talking about, um, which is very similar to something like Fallout 3, for instance, which released with a lot of bugs, but it was such a cool world to explore, such cool characters, and it was very, I don't know, it was very interesting to just live in that world, and it feels like Cyberpunk's going to be very similar to that, Roro. Uh, are you... Are you excited to jump into this world? Does the reviews have you excited to play, or does the reviews have you like, eh, we'll see? Um, the review, I'm, I'm excited to play. They definitely, um, they tempered my expectations a little bit more after reading a couple of, like, previews before the reviews. I was like, okay, I know what I'm starting to walk into. And then the reviews came out, and then it's overwhelmingly positive with a couple of different people sharing their valid criticisms for sure what i've read um but i'm still super excited to play this one of the biggest releases we've been waiting for eight seven to eight years i think for this to finally release and it felt like it was never going to come with all the delays that have been happening this year and it's finally here so i'm definitely excited to to dive into it um i'm a bit a little bit more cautious with being over overhyped just like this is gonna be the greatest thing ever since sliced bread or whatever but i i am definitely excited to to give it a fair shake and and try it after it being one of the greatest (laughs) or one of the most anticipated things for most gamers right now with the reviews however i've seen like people being very angry with the ones that have been giving it lower than eight and i was like yeah i just don't understand that perspective right but uh i don't know it's just it's just all fun it's just all video games at the end of the day and we should all just be enjoying it and even if somebody disagrees with it isn't it more fun to just like discuss it with them instead of trying to make them lose their jobs or something like that yeah but yeah and i I just rather tell somebody why i like it instead of telling them that they should go kill themselves yeah no people should not do that and the crazy people should yeah (laughs) the the crazy part is like i I don't even feel like the reviews really matter that much for this game specifically. Obviously they matter to an extent, but like people having an opinion shouldn't have people freaking out saying like, Oh, you should have given it this. Like it doesn't really matter at the end of the day for this game. Like there's some games out there. Like this is one of my examples. I always go back to like fallout new Vegas, for instance, uh, they had a threshold. Obsidian had a threshold they had to hit in terms of Metacritic review scores that if they didn't hit that review score, they weren't going to get their bonuses from uh, Bethesda. And unfortunately, they <sighs> were yeah they were one point below that threshold. So they didn't get all of their bonuses for Fallout New Vegas because they Indeed. were one point lower. So in that situation, wow. I would understand personally fans being upset not saying like you know kill yourself and all that but being upset about a lower review because it's affecting directly those developers that made such a great game but they're one point too low because you know certain reviewers scored the game lower and it brought it down 
Um, so situations like that, I understand, but cyberpunk is an independently developed and published game. It's fully done by CD project red. So it's not like that's going to be a situation that's going to happen here. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Do you, do you share the same sentiments as me in that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't understand why the review scores matter to the fans so much, especially with them being so passionate about it. I feel like the people who are angry about it getting a seven are don't really care. Like they're going to buy the game no matter what. So I don't understand being so upset about it. When, when yeah. I think Callie Plaggy also did The Last of Us to review for GameSpot and hers was like one of the more critical ones. And it was one of my favorites, honestly. And I love The Last of Us. I would give it a 10 out of 10 across the board. But all of her criticisms were totally valid. I like totally saw where she was coming from. I disagree with some of them. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I love that game. And that's really all that, that matters at the end of the day. I like the game. And it doesn't matter what somebody else says. And if I disagree with what they say, then I should, I should tell them, but in a way that is fun and in a respectable discourse, I guess, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. completely agree with you. And, uh, just to kind of round out the cyberpunk stuff, there were some concerns that, uh, many people have had concerning certain scenes in cyberpunk that were causing, uh, ep- epileptic, uh, reactions from people who are susceptible to epilepsies and that is definitely a big concern. And CD Projekt Red had uh, has commented saying essentially that they're looking at putting another disclaimer in the game and they're trying to uh, figure out a way to, I guess, uh, go around that or take that out. I'm not sure what their plan is for that, but uh, they are aware of it and they're looking at it. But I think uh, that is definitely important uh, for people that, enjoy video games and have that problem that is definitely a huge concern uh you don't want to just end up having seizures from playing a video game that's not a good thing uh i did see some people out there saying that they were uh doing it anyways even with knowing they have that in in there and i don't like that because that's scary yes that's yeah that's very scary like oh man but also at the same time like I can't remember you re, you retweeted somebody that uh was talking about this very thing and people were like uh attacking her for this. Yeah, like they were upset Which, that she got a seizure from the game that caused the seizure. Like yeah. direct your anger. You shouldn't direct the anger at the developers either. I'm right. sure they don't they didn't intend for her to have a seizure. It was right. a I don't know how it got past certification and all that kind of stuff, how it, it's even in the game in general, but it definitely wasn't their intention to have this player receive the 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 seizure but if anything it's not the player's fault that she's receiving the seizure she if anything she's warning everybody else that this this is a thing so that was another thing that was kind of weird of surrounding this game i just it's very weird yeah <laughs> I, I think people are just super excited for this game and they don't want any backlash they just want to enjoy this game and i totally get that i i understand just wanting to jump in this is i've been waiting for eight years to play this game and i, I just i just want to play that game yeah then maybe you should stay off the internet and yeah. just especially if you can't handle the criticism stay off the internet and just just play the game and enjoy it yeah there's no there's nothing 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 wrong with that turn off social media that would be my answer (laughs) we all need to do it once in a while exactly yes 
Uh, Roro, moving on. Uh, Bungie has officially confirmed crossplay for Destiny 2 coming in 2021, as well as uh, they are creating some DDoS protection for console players, um, which DDoS is essentially uh, it's it's a attack on your network that is basically just flooding your network with so much uh, information and so many packets of information that it just essentially shuts your router down. So uh, they're doing this to try to prevent cheating. And I know a lot of people complained with this about trials with trials of Osiris because you it, obviously winning in that is very important, much more important than Crucible. Um, so yes, that is very good news that they're incorporating some of that protection for console players, as well as finally getting us crossplay in 2021, which Roro, we can finally play with one another because yes. you're on PC. Uh, so yes. that that is exciting. Definitely, yeah, I'm I'm super excited for a crossplay. Has been something that um, ever since cross save was a thing. We've been hoping that we'd be able to come to fruition and it seems like it's going to be in 2021 as well so super excited for that trials has been on a hiatus still i I don't think it's has come back since beyond light has launched because of all these cheaters and other things with weapons in the game just not working the way that bungie intended so they just canceled trials because it just anger the community a little bit more if they are in the game and all these cheaters are ruining the experience. It's better to just not have it on the table at all. Yeah. So hopefully all these things help that from not happening again and trials just being pretty smooth for the rest of the, the cycle. But yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for next year for Destiny. I'm having a blast with it right now. So any more improvements that are to come are very welcome for sure. Yeah. And, uh, I just looked it up while you're talking. Trials of Osiris is returning December 18th. So yes, okay. That, so not not too far away, I guess. Yeah, a couple weeks. That's when uh, or a week. December 18th. Yeah. When is that? Next Thursday or next oh. Friday? Yeah. Next Friday. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I think the the dawning. So that's Destiny's Christmas event is next week, uh, mm. Tuesday or or something like that. So that's exciting stuff as well for sure. Gotcha. Uh, I did see they brought back Hawkmoon too, which yes. mm, that's interesting. <laughs> a new quest line. Uh, <laughs> moving on, Roro, to the final news story of the week, which I know you have been waiting for and are excited for. Uh, Kate Bishop is available now for Marvel's Avengers. Uh, I, I watched briefly some uh, footage of her, and she looks really cool, and I really love her design as well. It looks really good. Uh, and actually, they, I think they just revealed Kate Bishop in the uh, TV series, the Disney Plus see. series. Yeah, which yeah. It looks really good as well. But uh, are you going to play this right away or are you going to give it a little bit? Yeah, I, I mean, I would like to play it right away, but there's some other games that are coming out soon that have my attention a little bit more. I did um, boot it up a little bit, but I didn't get to play Kate yet. So I, I did the first mission. It wasn't running very well still cool. on my pc a little bit buggy so i just kind of gave up i'm like okay i'll come back to this a little bit later maybe when clint is out or hopefully sooner than that but i do hope to go back because i've heard great things i heard that Kishop, kate bishop not Kishop, kate bishop <laughs> has been a, a great addition to the the roster and when you boot up the game like she's added to obviously the lineup there and it just gave me some like kind of overwatch vibes by like 
there's going to be eventually there's just going to be a huge cast of marvel heroes on this screen and that that kind of really hypes me up a little bit like that's going to be super cool to see in a couple of years or a year down the line how many characters are added to this roster and that got me a little bit excited so uh, i'm definitely excited to boot it back up and try it out because I've, again i've heard great things and the story apparently is very interesting as well so that's that's always a plus as well because i i love the campaign from the vanilla campaign of marvel avengers so more story is always good yeah well hopefully we'll see all those characters and the game doesn't just say we're done because (laughs) it's not sold that well uh but i I think they have they have a certain degree of uh responsibility of releasing characters i'm just not sure how long they have to go i don't know uh it'll be interesting to see um if they can fill like a giant auditorium with all avengers that'd be great but We'll, we'll see if they make it there. Uh, moving into the games we are playing, Roro. Uh, I have started to check out Destiny 2 again. Uh, I obviously had already con- continued my Destiny 2 campaign uh, on Xbox Series X launch day when I uh, was playing on there, but now the next-gen update is out, uh, and it feels so good. Let me just say that. Uh, on... I believe on Monday I played with one of my friends um, before the update came out and we were playing uh, strike and I was coming from Halo, the Master Chief collection playing in 120 frames per second and went to that at 30 frames per second. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't I didn't even realize <laughs> how big of a difference that is until you go from something like that to that. Like, oh, it was painful to do Damn. that. So, yes, this is welcome. 60 frames per second now. So good. It feels so good. Feels right. Field of view. You can customize your field of view now Mm -hmm. as well. Very, very good enhancements for Destiny 2. Definitely recommend. Uh, And also, Roro, I started replaying Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered. Uh, So I imported my save from PS4 and and did a new game plus. So now I'm starting my new game plus and... My goodness, that game is absolutely stunning. All the enhancements they did to that game is amazing. I can't believe that game came out on PS4 because it literally looks as good as Miles Morales that just came out. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Loving it so far. So right now I'm playing kind of the same thing that you are kind of mirrored, though. Um, I'm playing Miles Morales and Destiny 2, of course. Um, but I'll start with Miles Morales. I've obviously beaten the story. Uh, I've talked about that a little bit, but I'm trying to go for the platinum because I wanted to have Spider-Man platinum, Miles Morales platinum. So that would be nice. I'm working towards that. I think I'm pretty close. I just need to do New Game Plus, which I'm working on now. I collected all the suits, uh, I think, yesterday. And I was like, oh, man, these suits are so cool. My goodness. I can't decide on which one to wear. I, I, I keep switching them. Like Every time I put one on, I switched to another one every time. But uh, that's what I've been playing a lot recently. Um, Destiny 2, Iron Banner has started. So I'm playing the... That's a Crucible event for Destiny, if you're not familiar. But uh, I've been playing that, trying to level up my Titan a little bit more, get the armor and all that kind of stuff. Kind of disappointed that it's old armor, and they haven't refreshed that vendor yet in a very long time. So I was hoping that we'd get some new armor, but alas, no new armor. But I've also been playing another game on Game Pass called... uh, Call of the Sea. I'm going to just make sure that I'm saying that correctly. From Insomniac, right? Or no? Am I thinking of something else? 
Yeah, that's something I, I know what you're talking about, but okay. it's not it's not that one. It's from Raw Fury and uh, some another developer that I do not remember the name of. Oh gosh, it is called Out of the Blue. Out of the Blue, yes, that is them. Yes. So I'm playing Call of the Sea. It's like a nice little puzzle game, and it's very, very good. It's very good. It's a very beautiful game. Uh, the story is very interesting. It's got me hooked for sure. Again, talked about this a million times. Cyberpunk is out now, so I don't know how soon I'm going to bring back to it. But I, I do foresee myself going back to it because it is really good. So yeah. I definitely would recommend it if you're not planning on playing Cyberpunk anytime soon yeah. and you're looking for something a little bit more digestible. It's a pretty short game from what I've heard, like six to eight hours. You could knock it out in a day, I guess. It's really good. So I, I would definitely recommend it if you're into puzzle games, which I usually am not. So that kind of surprised me as well. I'm not usually a puzzle game kind of guy, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, just reading this description here. This it, one surprised me. And I'm... Oh, I think you're, you cut out for a second. Sorry. Are you there? Oh, oh. you're good. You're good. You're good. You're Hello? Good. Hello. Yep. You're good. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. I just stopped hearing you for a second. Okay. okay. Uh, just reading this uh, commentary though. It just sounds super cool. Uh, an otherworldly first person mm-hmm. adventure game set in 1930 South Pacific. That sounds really cool. Yeah, wow. it's really cool. And it, and the island that you're on is just breathtaking. It's really it has its own little art style. It's really cool. Sweet. And you did you touched on uh, how Destiny 2's uh, items weren't being refreshed enough. I did see I don't I'm sh- I'm sure you saw this as well that they're uh, adding more team members into their uh, rewards mm-hmm. team or whatever or ongoing support team. So hopefully that means more better yes. stuff coming. Definitely. They did they did mention that they're trying to do better with with those sort of vendor refreshes and having new gear for everybody to to go after and bringing back some old weapons too which got me super excited as yes. well including hawkmoon and yes. maybe <laughs> maybe fatebringer when we get the uh the raid coming back that'd be good yes uh, i can't wait yes Roro, moving into the topic of the show, the Game Awards predictions. Here we go. This is our predictions for the Game Awards, which are happening tomorrow. Uh, And also, just as a kind of FYI, I believe you are going to do this as well with me. Uh, Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Tomorrow, we will be (laughs) live streaming uh, the Game Awards. We will be co-streaming. I signed up for it on Jeff Keighley's website. I didn't think that... I thought that they would only choose certain people, but apparently they just let everyone do it. Uh, so I've got like the assets from Jeff Keeley and all of that. So very excited to do that tomorrow. So catch us tomorrow. I believe it starts at 6.30, but that's like the pre-show stuff. So I don't know when the actual show starts, maybe 7 or 8. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, we'll have to see on that. Yeah. But check us out tomorrow uh, <laughs> for that. Uh, Roro, my first prediction here. Glenn Schofield's game. We were just talking about this a little bit ago. Glenn Schofield's game, I believe, will be a smaller scale Dead Space game. Uh, Dead Space-like game, not Dead Space, sorry. Uh, with a lot of <laughs> horror elements included. Uh, and here is the hint that I believe we are getting from the name of the studio. So, Roro, the name of their studio is Striking Distance Games. So... You're within striking distance, like close quarters, like striking distance. So I, that's that's kind of how I'm attributing that, like a horror game, because it's close quarters, striking distance, like 
almost like you're going to get attacked. I don't know. That's just yes. a crazy theory, but uh, that's my hope as well because I love Dead Space and I want EA <laughs> to freaking revitalize it. They shouldn't have killed Visceral Games. Dang it. Um, but yes, very, very intrigued by what their game's going to actually be, but that's my that's my prediction. How stupid is that, Roro? Is it a I don't think it's stupid at all. No. <laughs> that's super good. I think that'll he is gonna be there. So yeah. <laughs> there's definitely a chance that it's gonna be a horror game and, and all of that. So yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good get for sure. For sure. <laughs> Should I go nice. with mine next or we're yeah. going down your go go yeah? for it. Yes. Okay. So mine is very Nintendo heavy, so I'll start with the one that isn't <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> um, but I know Kojima. I know Jeff. They're mm. very close. Good very point. close. It's been a while since we've heard from Kojima. That's, this is my big one. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I hope it happens, though. <laughs> but Kojima reveals his, his next game. It might not be, definitely won't be any gameplay. It'll just be like another CGI trailer with whatever actor he decides to, to team up with this time holding... Maybe not a dead baby this time, but who knows? Who knows what it's holding this time? But my prediction, my big prediction is that Kojima's there, which he always is, I guess. But he's with uh, with a game this time. He's showing off his his next Kojima Productions game is my my big one. <laughs> so you're not you're not crazy in thinking that because <laughs> Kojima showed Death Stranding for, I feel like, seven straight years. Not really, That's but true. it felt like he kept showing it at every single freaking event. And I'm like, dude, stop showing the just game release. and just release it because, Jesus, this is too much. So, yeah, that could totally happen. And Jeff loves yeah. himself some Kojima. Kojima so. Yeah, and so do I. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Roro, my next one. Uh, I believe this one may happen. I think it's a good good chance. Uh, Sony, I think, may surprise us with a new trailer for Ratchet and Clank PS5 with a release date. Uh, obviously, we know this is coming release window next year at some point. Um, but I think we will get a release date at the end of a, a brand new gameplay trailer, or maybe like a you know live thing i don't know i don't know how the game awards is even going to happen if it's going to be live i think it's going to be pre-recorded i don't know whatever it is i think it'll be some kind of gameplay trailer release date at the end i i'm all for it i can't wait for me for myself to play some ratchet and clank again yes definitely me too i'm hyped for the next uh the next installment not that i'll be able to play it anytime soon since i don't have a ps5 yeah. but <laughs> it looks really good yeah i can't wait to to get my hands on it. I love the the reboot. Um, so I'm super excited for what is next from them. When do you think it'll come out? When What release date do you think it'll get? Oh, I think it's probably going to be February. That's my best guess. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my next one is a Nintendo one, as I said. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's still... It's still 2020, so that means it's still the Mario 35th, 35th anniversary year, True. I guess. So I'm hoping, hoping, hoping that they release a or announce a Mario sports game. I know a lot of fans have been wanting them to revisit that section of Mario. It's nothing huge, so it's not like another 3D Mario platformer. So I think it's possible. It's just like another spin-off series. So a Mario sports game, I'm hoping it is Strikers, so soccer. Mm. but uh i wouldn't be mad at a golf game either but i would i would love another 
Mario Strikers. I loved Aces, so I'm really hoping that they go back into the sports genre again soon. So I think that's possible. So, Roro, on Wii, they had Wii Sports. What about Mario Sports? What about all the sports in one game? (laughs) It'd be like the Master Chief Collection of Mario Sports. (laughs) Yes, that is true. That would be awesome, having like the basketball, the baseball, the golf, all of that Mario's Ultimate Sports Collection. That would be cool. When I think of all the sports, I think of like kind of the Olympic games that they do with Sonic and and Mario at the Olympic Games. So that's what I, I think of when it comes to that. But if they if they did that, that would be even better. Just like not even having to choose yeah. either soccer or baseball. Just all of them being in one would be even better. That'd be awesome. Yes, that would be cool. Roro, my final prediction: uh, Elden Ring has been often talked about, and people think it's coming at every single event, and it never shows up. Uh, so I'm just gonna throw my hat out there because I didn't have anything else, any other ideas, and I'm not even a big fan of From Software's games. But here we go: uh, Elden Ring, I think, makes its triumphant return with a gameplay trailer. Yes, a gameplay trailer, and I think it's. I think it's going to light the world on fire because everyone loves themselves some from soft games, except for me. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I think people are hoping that is a, a thing as well. A lot of gamers are hoping that that uh, Elden Ring is going to be there and show off as much as as they can. Yeah. So I think this is that'll be fun. I really hope so as well. Um, I'm not a huge from soft guy either. I like some of them. I liked um, Neo. I guess that's a, a a version of from soft games. Yeah. And um played a little bit of Bloodborne, never finished it. So yeah, I, I I do love what they do. I just never got into them myself very much. Um my next one, I'm just gonna do two more, just do them really quick. Samus from Fortnite. I hope that she's gonna be there. Who? As oh, an Samus. Oh, okay. Samus, yeah, Samus uh, revealed for for Fortnite. And hopefully I guess I guess Halo Master Chief could be there too as like some like maybe advertisement sort of quick things like these characters are out now on the Fortnite shop as like a advertisement before a big award comes out or something. Who knows? So that could be something that happens. And my other one is Among Us comes to consoles. I I think they they might announce that there. That would be kind of cool. I think it, it should be on consoles. I don't know. Yeah, it could work. It could definitely work. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no reason why it, it shouldn't work. So I think it, it would. Uh, I think that'd be a really cool announcement, especially, especially with them actually being up for a nomination in the hmm. best multiplayer. I, I, I believe. Yeah. So if they win, they could announce that before or after. Yeah. Who knows? That'd and we, cool, and we so. know they're going to be there. Yes. Yes. So there we go. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Among us on consoles. <laughs> yes. That would be awesome. And they they actually have added uh, um, proximity chat now. So you can have proximity chat in game, which is awesome. Yeah, I've really been watching cool. people play that. Yeah. Very, very cool. Um, Roro, what do we think is going to get the most awards at the show? I personally, and it pains me to say it, but I, <laughs> I think that The Last of Us 2 is going to get the most awards at the show. Obviously, the game is a technical, despite what you think about it, the game is a technical masterpiece. Like, every detail Naughty Dog does such a phenomenal job with, 
uh, and it just looks stunning for especially for last gen's hardware. Um, and there's so many things they did right about this game, accessibility, um, and there's so many other things they did right. But there's the one thing that they did wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's, I don't know. Maybe one day I'll play that. I will play it one day. I actually <laughs> I actually purchased it on sale, so I have it now. I just need to play it at some point. But <laughs> what do you think is going to get the most awards at the show? Um, I think. I do think The Last of Us is gonna gonna sweep a little bit there. I think they they're in the most nominations anyway. Like they're in the most like categories. I think their their name shows up a lot. Yes. <laughs> so I feel like they they uh, they might clean up shop. I'm not even sure. Even though it is my game of the year, I'm not sure it's like a a guarantee that it's going to be the game of the year, especially with Animal Crossing and and Hades. I think those are the two big ones that might beat it. Uh, okay. That might have a chance to beat it, um, especially with Animal Crossing being so tied to this this year. Depend even if it's not like a more, I think it is more widely played than The Last of Us. It's more accessible to yeah. mainstream and other gamers. I think Animal Crossings and I and again, I think it's just so tied to 2020 as a year that it, it could be it could be the one that beats it. But I think I agree with you that The Last of Us is is going to be the game that gets the most awards, and and I think deservingly. Uh, so biggest disappointment, my, my biggest disappointment with the game awards is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I feel like what, (laughs) what we were so concerned about last year about it being overlooked and forgotten, uh, this year, because obviously it came out right after the game awards last year. So that it, or right after the window that you're allowed to be in for the game awards voting, uh, so it was eligible for this year, but I feel like it just didn't get enough appreciation. Like it came out a year, uh, almost a year ago and everyone has almost forgotten about it. Like people were saying, well, what, what should have been in the game of year, uh, game of the year category instead of this game? And it's like, well, star Wars Jedi fallen order should have been in the game of the year running. Cause it was an absolutely phenomenal game and a phenomenal star Wars game. And I do think it's a little bit upsetting that they didn't kind of get the the credit that they deserve, I feel like, at the award show. But um, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Uh, the, the other s- small one that I'll kind of say as well is Ori in the Will of the Wisps, I feel like, did not get as much credit as it deserved as well. It got nominated for a few categories. But, again, uh, man, I I really feel like it it, it was so – special that it should have had at least a few votes for game of the year i I don't know it all depends on who's voting for this stuff in terms of who's on jeff Keighley's um uh panel uh that actually votes on the games so uh i don't know what what were your i don't know what 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 do you feel like got the biggest you know i don't know f you or whatever Yeah, I, I I'd have to agree. Besides, I think Half Life Alex is another one that people were kind of upset about that didn't make that that row of Game of the Year nominations. But I agree with Fallen uh, Jedi Fallen Order. I think the two games that you mentioned are actually nominated in the same category: Best Action Adventure, yeah. both Ori and yeah, uh, Fallen Jedi Fallen Order are both in in that one. I think that's the only one that Fallen Jedi Fallen Order is in, right? I think. Yeah, I believe you're correct. 
yeah and so, that's why i feel like it got forgotten like it's like one category i don't know <laughs> yeah it does it and it, it it makes me wonder like as big as cyberpunk is and as huge as the reception it's receiving the positive reception it's receiving is that the fate that it's going to suffer as well come yeah. come next year is they, or is that going to be forgotten or is it big enough to survive and actually make it to the to the game of the year not because there's not a doubt in my mind that if they if it if they released earlier it would be on the list this year it'd be up there and it would have bumped something else off uh to replace it so it's going to be interesting to see if if that survives or it's going to be in the best action adventure next year so yeah yeah it, it is a it is a bummer for sure yeah i agree completely and cyberpunk yeah you like you said it it could very well suffer the same fate next year um i think it'll depend on when the next gen patch comes for consoles for that game uh because that might you know reinvigorate that a little bit and kind of get people people's minds on it and maybe when the first expansion comes out because we know there's dlc coming um so yeah so Yeah, lots of good stuff, but uh, yeah, we're excited to check that out tomorrow, the Game Awards. Uh, you can ch- catch us live on the podcast channel. We will be live streaming it, and that will be exciting, Roro. Very exciting. Any, I'm very excited. For any crazy announcements we get. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, just to, just to end the Game Awards thing, it's, it's, yeah. I guess it's like the biggest thing that we've had this year. Summer Games Fest happened... I guess, and it was hit or miss with some people. That was the biggest thing, I guess, until now, because we didn't have E3. All these events canceled, so I'm hoping that we're getting some good announcements, because I, I hope other game developers feel the same way about this, or tomorrow, as as I do, because I think you announce some big stuff. I, I, I really hope so, because I want to be excited about video games. Yeah. But, yeah. Yes, I agreed. I cannot cannot express how exciting it is to see new stuff announced and yes that will be exciting roro i believe we have entered the exit of our show do you have anything else to say before we go Nope, that that was it for me. All righty. Thank you again to everyone joining us both live on YouTube and on podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you, Roro. I am Daniel, and this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love and keep on gaming. See you.